Ma. Winning lottery numbers coming up. I'm gonna switch it up for y'all a little bit. You know why? It's hurricane season. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge. Kane's cartel coming through. Tell me what these other teams gonna do. Orange or green on the screen. Hit with a full head of steam. Come to your side of town. Hey, it's Manny Navarro, the Athletic, and today we're doing a uh, new. Uh, edition of the Wide Ride Podcast. We've caught up with Michael Pinckney, linebacker, uh, played four years at the University of Miami and is uh, preparing for the NFL draft next week. And Mike, I'm glad we were able to get you on, man, because I think Hurricanes fans probably don't have enough appreciation for all that you gave that school, man, over the last four years with your body and, and going out there every Saturday. And how, do you, uh, how do you sort of feel, man, about the way your career ended at Miami? Uh, you know, I wouldn't change nothing for the world. You know, I wish I could have got a HC championship, but you know, that just wasn't in the plans for me. But um, I definitely, you know, I had some great memories. You know, the team and the camaraderie we had. You know, you can't um, you can't match that. You know, and um, I'm just thankful to be able to be a part of those guys and be a part of that team. Yeah, you uh, you certainly uh, put up some huge numbers. You and Shaq together in terms of tackles and sacks and turnovers and all the all the great things you guys did on the field together. Unfortunately, just not enough W's um, like you, like you guys wanted and the fans wanted. Um, I, I see that you're playing a, a game there. Is that right? You got a you, you playing something on? Uh... Oh my, my boy on now my boy on the mat right now. He over on the mat doing his thing. Okay, all right. I was wondering how much of a gamer you are. Like how much uh, you know. Oh, man, this is different now, man. Them guys, y'all, nah, I can't play that game like that. You know, if I'm on the, if I'm on that gambling or something like that, you know, I bet on something, but I'm not. I ain't no real big game guy. You're not a big game guy. Okay, I wondered uh, how much, how much of that you were doing now during this crisis, you know, during this pandemic and and staying man, home. Man, right now I've been trying to rehab. Man, I've been I've been trying to rehab at least three, four times a week, man. You know, I just got that surgery, so I'm trying to you know get back as soon as possible. When did you have the surgery? And and I guess for for the fans listening, I mean, I, I know it's been reported out there. Uh, what is it? Torn labrum officially is that is what it was. What was it that um? Th- when was it that you had the surgery? And what is it that they fixed? So I had hip labrum surgery. I had hip labrum surgery, and I got it on the twentieth of last month. Okay. And what was that like? I mean, how many hours were you in surgery? How long was the recovery yeah, process? Yeah. It was crazy, man. I was soon like, you know, I never had surgery before, so I didn't know it was going to be like. I messed around and I was talking to the guy, and I don't know why he passed out. I don't really know how, how many hours I was in there, you know. But um, about like four, about four hours, you know, he, he repaired my labor. I think he shaved my bone down a little bit. I think he shaved my bone down a little bit. So um, it, it was fine, though, man. You know, I recovered real good. The doctor said he looked real good inside. And, like, not even two weeks later, I was already walking around, moving and doing my rehab. So I'm thankful. Are you uh, at home in the Jacksonville area? Is that where you're at now? No, I'm in Miami right now. Oh, you're in Miami. Okay, I thought maybe you had gone back. So um, you, you are able to work out and, and to do some things, I mean, to, to maybe stay in shape? No, for sure. You know, I've been getting rehab. Uh, fortunately for me, I got a guy down here that um, he still get with me and try to make sure I get my rehab in. I also try to throw a little bit of workout in. So I'm staying in shape. That's great. That's great. Um, obviously, this is this – is, supposed to be the most exciting time of your life you know everybody right before the draft you know everybody's getting excited but for you personally obviously it's a little bit different coming back from the injury knowing teams are, are, are maybe looking at you in a different way what's your sort of mentality going into into the draft this year 
I mean, I look at it as a positive for me if you think about it, because it's like, um, you know, with everything going on right now, with everything going on right now, I just, you know, I look at it as a positive, just everything kind of slowed down a little bit. You know, we're not seeing teams till August, September, around that time, if that, that's even the plan. And for me, you know, that's that's around the time I'm starting to come back and recover. In September. Okay. So that's, that's when you'd be able to uh, – so if the football season gets pushed back, that's actually a good thing for you. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, uh, if everything gets pushed back, that's kind of a bonus for me. You know, and uh, even even it's still not. We not. You know, it's no OTA. It's no it's no rookie mini camp. It's no OTAs. Ain't none of that. So at this point here, I'm just trying to get healthy. And once I do that, man, it's gonna be you know it's gonna be different. Yeah. When you um when you were going through the process and and talking to teams in person, did you, did you have meetings with any teams in particular in person? Uh, the Rams. I know I talked to the Rams exclusively. I talked to the Patriots. Um, I've been talking to the the Browns. I've been talking. There's been a lot of teams, you know, with all this quarantine thing going on. Them guys just really want to get to really know you and talk to you a lot. So I've been talking to a lot of teams, you know. Mm-hmm. And and what's sort of the 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 language, the communication that they're using with you? You know, I mean, are teams um, still talking about drafting you, or is it more like, okay, we'll get you in as an undrafted free agent? What what's sort of been the conversation? No, nah, I've been getting a man. Make sure you know it is your phone for draft day. I've been getting a lot of draft day calls and. Like I said, with this quarantine thing going on, man, I got full confidence in the whole process. I feel like, you know, I feel like everything happened for a reason. And, you know, just me being able to get my surgery, like a week later after I got my surgery, I told my daughter, you know, they shut everything down. So, like, I got the, the surgery right the week before everything really got shut down. So, thankfully, I was able to get the surgery. And, you know, there's a lot of facilities down here that's closed right now. And I'm thankful that I am able to be able to get, you know, get into a, a facility and actually get rehab. So, I feel like things is really working out in my favor right now and um, everything is lining up and, you know, you got to do that last thing and wait for that call. Yeah. Um, where are you going to ride it out? Same place here in Miami? Just kind of sit by the phone all day? Yeah. No, I'm probably going to go back to Jacksonville because, you know, I just enjoy that my people ask. We ain't going to really do too much, you know, with all the coronavirus going on. Mm-hmm. We'll probably do something at the house and, um, you know, I might go back up there for the draft and then once I figure out what's happening, then I'll probably come back to Miami and, you know, okay. keep rehabbing. By the way, I, I gotta ask you because I see the the beard is fully fully grown there, man. It's probably longer than I've ever yeah, seen it before. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? What do you, yeah? I saw you. What are you doing for grooming, man? Are you like giving yourself haircuts? Are you what, what are you doing? Because I, I gotta got get some ideas here. Through. Yeah, I you got, got my barber coming through. Yeah, I just gotta pay him to come through, bro. Because I gotta have a haircut. Like me, I'm a guy. Like I gotta keep me a cut. If I don't keep a cut, oh man, I just I ain't feeling it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the beard yeah, though. But the beard though is kind of becoming really, your thing. Yeah, man, I ain't cut my, I ain't cut the oh, I ain't cut the beard at all. No, it's growing out. You're looking a little bit like uh, James Harden there, a little bit, man. Man, listen, man, I, I might try to catch him a little bit. <laughs> By the way, I'm curious how uh, how often have you seen your former teammates? I don't know who you're rooming with now here in South Florida, but I'm wondering how often you see the the, the guys since the football season ended, and and how close have you maintained those relationships? So, you know, me and DJ Dallas, we were uh, we both were um, training at the same facility. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep in contact with Shaq. I keep in contact with all them guys, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not able to see everybody. But uh, I definitely keep contact with them. You know, we, we talk all the time. We FaceTime all the time, group chats. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always keeping contact with them guys. Man, we've been through so, so much together. Mm-hmm. I was uh, – I was – Behind the sidelines, uh, when you guys beat Florida State, and I remember I came up behind you with my little camera phone. I remember, yeah, I remember. I got, I seen a video the other day, matter of <laughs> fact. 
And I thought to myself, I said, this is a guy who really enjoys the game and really um, just loves every moment about football. And I, I, how do you deal with that in the offseason, man? And forget the injury. Just, you know, when you got to fill in all these months with no games, how do you go about that? Uh, you talking about like right now or you talking about like just throughout my college career? Yeah, throughout your college career. When there's no games to play, how do you guys sort of make it past the time? Because you're a guy who really just loves the game. You see that joy in your face. You know what? Um, just being around my teammates, man. Just being around my teammates and being able to really, you know, like we don't really have no real time off. You got to think about it. After the season, over is our most time off. But other than that, we got spring football. We got we got summer workouts. So it's always you always you always doing something. Put it like that. You ain't just free to do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Tell so me, really, uh, I just you know I like to have fun with my team. Tell me, uh, tell me uh, away from football. Um, what do you, what are your favorite things to do? Um, you know, is, is there are you a movie guy? Are you a TV guy? Are there t- favorite TV shows? What are you into? Man, with me, I like to you know I like to hit like the spa or something like that. I'm that type of guy. I'm all day. I might hit the spa. I might get like a little full little treatment day. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like going to movies there now and then. Um, I like to I like to relax. You know, the older you get, you the body start to hurt a little bit. You know, after these games, man, I like to just relax a little bit. You have a favorite TV show or, or a movie, something that, that you know? Man, I got a couple, especially since the quarantine. I've been doing a lot of watching, like, TV. I've been watching uh, Power. I, I, I had Power before everything was over. I was watching Power. I was watching, um, right now I'm watching a little show called Snowfall. I'm on Ozark real bad. Like, that's my show right there, Ozark. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm too into Ozark right now. I got to get into that. I haven't seen it yet. My, 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 uh, my folks have been telling me I got to watch that one. No, man. Listen, Ozark is a show, man. Ozark, I, I, listen, I finished season three in one night. Wow. So you, you go up all hours of the night if you have to, if you're into a show. Listen, that's when I had got the surgeon. I was on bed rest for a couple of days. Man. So I was in there like from, I stay up from, I'm up from nine in the morning to five in the morning. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm just in there chilling and eating, doing my thing. But I, you know, I had fun, man. All them shows I like. So we did, uh, Mike Zimmerman, my producer, um, and I, we did a, a survey for Hurricanes fans last week, kind of asking them, you know, different questions, trying to pass the time, man, just trying to, you know, come up with ideas. And uh, one of the things we talked about is which is your favorite uh, turnover chain of all time? And there's obviously three different versions of it. Um, we even asked people if maybe they got to retire the turnover chain, if, if, if maybe that's, you know, they should just keep it to – to those three and move on and do something else. What is your feeling about the turnover chain, man? And, and I know you put it on a few times, right? I mean, what, yeah, what nah, which is sure, your favorite? Sure. Which was your favorite? And how do you feel about that it? first one? That first one, my favorite one. I can't, I can't go against the grain, man. That first one, it, it just something about that first one that we was, it was that first one when we first pulled out that chain, man. That, it was just was different, you know. And um, it's always, you know, it's always hard to go against your first, but I definitely, um, I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. What was that like? I mean, because I know behind the scenes, you know, they got to put that thing in a suitcase and put it away. But yeah, they got to stash it away, man. But we, um, you know, we didn't really see it too much during the week. You know, I already knew what it was because I already knew. Uh, I, I, I figured it what it was before we actually before we actually bought it out. Cause you know, I'd be up there, AJ, a lot. You know, he did the jury. He like, I got a surprise for y'all. And I'm like, what could it be like? I'm like, for everybody on the team, are you like, yeah, something? Oh, I'm like, okay, they. They ain't gonna do nothing crazy, but then I thought about it. I was like, you know, he been talking about turnovers a lot, so I feel like he's gonna do something with a turnover. I ain't know what it was gonna be, but you know, they went hard with that piece, though. 
Yeah, it's uh, and, and to me, the first one with the U, I mean, of, of the three of them, it's just the most classic symbol, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah, you got you know, I'm a classic guy, I like classic material, and um, it's just something about that first one, man. You, I'm pretty sure you can, you're gonna be at auction that, that first one off for a lot of money one day, man. Yeah, well, they're actually giving it away as part of a fundraiser, uh, one of the they're making a copy of it. Uh, they're making a copy of it. AJ's making a they, copy of it. I just talked oh, to Blake I thought, James. Away the, I thought you said they were giving away the original. They can't do that. No, no, no. They're making a copy of the original and the, the first turnover chain, and they're going to give it away as part of the all-in you know, package that Ray okay, Lewis okay, is selling okay. to try to raise How money. How much do you think it's going to go off for? Well, I just got off the phone with somebody who told me that the, the package, which, is, which I guess includes dinner with Ray, uh, right now, I think they've got some early bids close to like $17,000. So they're trying to raise, yeah, obviously, a lot of money. They're trying to raise a lot of money, but um, it's kind of a good cause, man. Um, you know, some- Nah, that's big. That's definitely big, man. That's major. Yeah, yeah. Um, what have you done, man? I mean, uh, as far as, you know, this, this whole COVID thing, you know, obviously, we, we're trying to get make sure everybody stays in. Have you been good at that? I'm good at staying in? And, and, and I guess yeah, have you I ain't got to- no... Say again? I said, have you have you been good at that? And I guess have you told family members? Have your family members been responsible? No, nah, everybody's been responsible. You know, my family, man. My dad taking it seriously. He's um, everybody's been looking at it as a as an opportunity to really, you know, do their thing, man. And you know, most of the most important part is being safe. You know, I'm glad we are taking it seriously. But um, for me, I've been staying in the house, man. You know, it gives me a chance to rest. I told you, this couldn't happen. That like for me, I don't want to say that the the virus is a good thing, but for me, it's it's kind of a positive for me, you know what I'm saying? I, I gotta stay in the house. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go to rehab. So my, my day consists of, you know, eat, wake up, rehab, uh, go back in the house, go sit down, you know. And um, I'm fine with that, you know. And it just, it's works, it's working out good for me. I don't want you to bring up dirt on any of your former players, but I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about last season because we, we, you know, on this podcast, we, we break down every single game that you guys play, and we talk about some of the themes. And it really last season baffled me, man, because after you guys beat Florida State and Louisville, it really yeah. felt like you guys had turned a corner. And then that FIU game happened and everything changed. And I'm yeah. just curious, from your perspective, being on the inside, what really happened, man? Why why did things fall apart in your own words? Uh you talking about this? You know what, guys not taking this thing seriously and realizing that they're guys, you know, we got we had a lot of young guys play and step up in roles that, you know. Maybe they wasn't ready for, you know, and it's going it's a learning lesson for them guys. I'm glad it did happen for them now. So later on down in the future, they can look at that and you know they can they can see how that feels. Nobody likes to lose the FIU. I mean, that's probably the worst loss I ever took in my career. Like I didn't talk some I didn't took some close losses, man, but that one hurt so bad because that's like the first time in history, you know, and I was ashamed to be, you know, a captain at that point because you know I, majority of that was my fault. Not even saying that I didn't do my job, but I should have held guys more accountable. And there's certain things you can see. You know, you see a guy, you know, maybe he ain't slip, you know, slept, you know, he ain't get the proper rest. Or he ain't really grinding how he's supposed to be grinding. So, you know, in, in a way, I'm kind of I'm thankful that that happened for them guys. So now they're going to be 10 times better this next season. I'm excited for them. I was going to ask, uh, that night, I mean, how do you sort of overcome a loss like that? Because everybody, you know, the FIU guys, this was like their Super Bowl, you know, beating you Man, guys. listen, I couldn't go nowhere. I went to the crib after that one. I mean, but you got to just take it for what it's worth. You can't dwell on it. I'm not a guy that, you know, dwell on the past, man. You know, I'm going to definitely think about it, and I'm going to definitely, you know, take it for what it is. But mm-hmm. um, you got to just wear it. You know, you got to wear certain shit. You know, you got to wear it, and you got you to own it. And at right. that point, you can't never let it happen again. Right. 
Right. Um, what about wins? What about the greatest win for you guys? I mean, for you uh, and, and you and Shaq, you know which one was it? What was it? What was the best night, the night that you guys really, like, felt it the most? Everybody was at Notre Dame, Notre Dame game my, my sophomore year, either that one or my Florida State one my junior year. Them two games were so like – I would say probably more of the – I couldn't even tell you which one is better because, I mean, you, you got to take that Notre Dame game and, you know, in consideration when you say, man, they gave us no shot to win that game. We was ranked. We weren't that, that far behind them at that time. You know, they were like off of the line, going to drag us. Um, they, they running back and run all over us. And, you know, we were just, you know, going about it like it was a regular weekend. And we did what we had to do. And we just came out and dominated from, you know, the beginning to the end. You know, I don't even think I did too much of that game. It just was guys. Everybody was doing it. We had young guys doing their thing. We had old guys doing their thing. I think John Bob had like three sacks. It just was a perfect night, man. And, um, you know, that's one of the games you're going to look back on and, you know, and we had the stadium was so loud. Like we could, I couldn't hear, I couldn't, I couldn't call the play. Like them guys was not. I had to go tap guys. Like which way to go because they could, they couldn't hear me. But uh, that definitely was a game. And of course, that Florida State game, man. You know, coming back from that, you know, that type of, that type of uh, lead from the guys. You know, that's different. That's definitely different, especially with a with a rivalry game like that. You don't see that type of thing in rivalries. You know, that that margin doesn't get real like far. You know, whoever whoever's been good, whoever's been bad that in the years. That game doesn't get too far. So I was like, nah, we can't go out like this. We made that comeback, and I just felt like that was busted. Yeah, yeah you, you had that big interception that really, I thought, changed the momentum of that game <coughs> in the second half. Um, nah, you didn't you see red wine come through. Red wine came and, um, and hit, hit, hit dude, hit the quarterback. He hit the quarterback and laid him down. And that turnover for us, that kind of, I felt like, got me into the point, like, well, we, we coming back for real. But I think, you know, my thing, my pick, my pick probably did like solidify, like, but well, we really gonna come back now. Let me ask you, um, you, you have several teammates that are that are in this draft with you as well, guys who are who are, you know, everybody's sort of underrated, man. I I look at yeah. it, n- nobody's projected to go in the first three rounds. And yeah. and I've seen those mock drafts. Some people have John Garvin going in the fourth round, they got Shaq, they got Trajan. Uh tell me, give me tell me something about each of those guys, man, and why you think they're gonna be successful NFL player. Start with John Garvin, who, you know, he's just a junior, but he was a starter with you for a long time there at Miami. What what, what makes John uh, special in your eyes? Man, you better look at John Garvin, man. That's a grown man, you know, and um, he's been a grown man since he stepped foot in that locker room. I, you know, everybody say, you know, he had a down year, but um, you got to think about it. John took on a lot of double teams. He, it's a lot of things that he did. A lot of not statistically wise, but we all know in that locker room what John Garvin is capable of doing, and I feel like once he, when he is his real, like, Full potential. He ain't hit his full potential yet. You know, he's still growing. He's still doing what he got to do. I feel like, you know, once he uh, once he touches the NFL field, man, he's going to be a problem, especially when he gets in the locker room with them guys that know things that he doesn't know when they start to teach him. Because he has all, you know, he has all the tools in the toolbox. He just got to, you know, he got to put it all together. You know, some guys have it, but they just ain't fully developed yet. And he, he really, you know, on the college collegiate level, he killed it. So I feel like, you know, it was just, he felt like it was time for him to go on and do what he had to do. And, um, I'm excited to see him get on the NFL team and do his thing. Trajan uh, had the big pick six, obviously, in that Notre Dame game, which was such a great moment. Um, but, you know, people look at him and they say, man, his numbers, uh, you know, that pro football focus, the people who do all those uh, analyzations, they're like, yeah, hey, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his numbers weren't as good as a junior. But Trajan, we all know, is a baller and he can make plays. What, what do you got to say about his game? You know, it's hard. It's hard to top your years, man. You know, most guys come in after they sophomore, junior year, and that's their first year start, man. Trey's been playing for a while, man. Trey's been playing all three years, you know. So every year, you guys expect your stats to keep going up. And if you have, like, a, you know, 
a smart left man or, or whatever the case may be, then you feel like you got a down year. But I feel like he had a pretty solid year. I mean, I felt like guys wasn't – I feel like guys – well, you know, he probably messed up every now and then, but what player doesn't, you know? Every down, you know, I know I can count on him. I put it like that, you know, and I feel like um, he's a dog. You know, he's going to end up playing slot corner in the league nine out of ten. And, um, I mean, he's one of the best slot corners I've ever seen just as far as being fluid, man, you know. Knowing where you know, knowing where your help is, knowing where the ball is, man. Being, just being he's a football player, man. And then obviously, I, I got to ask you about Shaq. I, I don't want to ask you the football questions because I know you guys. I mean, I look at both of you, and I feel like I'm looking at a mirror image the way you guys play yeah. together. Um, but just as a person, man, maybe some, maybe you got a good Shaq story that you can tell us off the field. Something oh, that man. that sort of sheds light on his personality because you guys obviously went um, to that All Star game together, right? The one up in uh, Tampa. Yeah. And then. You know, I'm gonna give you a PG-13 uh, uh, story. You, you, you can you can give us the X-rated ones here, man. This, nah, this, I can't, this, po- I can't this podcast, <laughs> this podcast allows bad words. Yet. We're good. No, we're, we're not drafted yet. We can't do that. But yeah, no. So um, it just I'm gonna tell you something that describes his personality, man. So my our friends, you know, we wasn't even we wasn't even here yet. So our freshman year, I think you know we we knew each other for a while now, but we know me and him was cool. Um, I think we was on a visit. We was visiting Darren Owen. We was visiting Darren on. So it was me, him, my cousin. We go to uh, McDonald's. I think it's after like a party or something like that. We go to McDonald's. So I think I don't know what happened to my wallet and my money, whatever the case may be. But I left it. And I'm like, hey, Shaq, you know, just cover me and I'll give it back to you. Like, you know, two nights, whatever, two nights later on. Before we leave to go back to Jacksonville. So, you know, we go out, you know, the night, whatever, and we still finish out the night. You know, we, we go out, we have a party, have a good time. Now, we go in at like 6 a.m. I done forgot about the money. I thought he forgot about the money. Like two, three days later, he hit me up. He said, Mike, you still owe me $5 for the McDonald's that I bought you the other <laughs> night. I'm like, we didn't got drunk. We didn't, we didn't went to sleep two, three nights in a row. And you text me about $5 check? I want my money, Mike. I was like, you know what? Okay, okay, I understand. I got you. I said, with him, I said, you know, you can't be like that with him. You got to pay him what he's old because he's going to feel like you disrespecting him. <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's, he sticks to his principles, man. And no, nah, so, he's a principal guy. I call him like he's like a drill sergeant. Yeah, what is, are you guys going to spend time together during the draft on Zoom and all that? Are you going to be talking or are you going to be together in person? I'm gonna be texting. I'm gonna text him um, back and forth and see what he got going on. Okay, I'm gonna be texting him back and forth. You know, definitely he's gonna be he's gonna be in Jacksonville too, so we're gonna be too far from each other. Yeah. Uh, are you nervous, man? Like, are you at all like, oh man, the, the draft is coming, or, or you know, does 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 your situation is it different? You know, is it just sort of like, hey, uh, I'm excited, it, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever happens, gonna happen, and um, I'm just ready for it to get on and do whatever it's gonna do, man. You know, I'm tired of, you know, I'm really tired of all the conference calls and you know the you know speculations and whatever's gonna happen in my draft. I'm just like, man, listen, whatever's gonna happen, man, let's just make it happen. And wherever I land at, man, I'm ready to get on the team and, you know, contribute and do what I got to do. So I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm eager to, eager to see what happens. By the way, I got, I got to ask you this question because I'm always interested in this. Because, guys, obviously, football's the dream. That's what you want to play. That's what you want to do uh, to make yeah. money. But what, mm-hmm. what, after football's over, what are you going to do, man? What's, what's your plan B? What's sort of the, the, the backup plan? Because I think you're really smooth at this uh, interview game. Or maybe we get you on as an analyst. What do, what do we do, man? What does Mikey Pigney Mikey do after football? After football, man, I'm I'm trying to get on like an Edwin James type of fab, man. That's my guy, man. I, I you know I, I take a lot of uh, you know mental notes of what the things he does, man, and um the way he just goes about his business. I like to pick his brain a lot. A lot of the older guys I pick their brain, but um 
I feel like just um, with Edison, I feel like I just pick his brain, especially a lot, just of how he goes about his business, man. Yeah, he's uh, so I, I can, I, yeah, he's doing a lot of things. He got real estate, he got clubs, he got he got you know uh, restaurants. You know, he's doing his thing, and I feel like um, he really you know the thing. I know something big when he told me he was like, listen, you know, in the league, just save your money, bro, and that way when you're done, you can really uh, you can keep your eyes on your money as far as your business, whatever happens. How do you guys sort of establish those relationships? Because there's so many great players that come back. And, and is it just one of those things where you reach out to them, they reach out to you? How do you sort of become friends with Edron James? Um, with EJ? I'm not mad EJ. You know, you're you going to see him around, and then you just got to, you know, hit, you hit him up on the ground, whatever the case may be. I'm a good guy. I'm going to be annoying to you. If you're an older guy, you got, you know, uh, you depends on, if you've been somewhere and I want to know how to get there, I'm not afraid to ask. I'm not shy when it comes to that. You know, I hit DJ Williams up right now. Hey. You know, whatever you talk, whatever you want to say to me, but I just I want to know because I know you know him. I'm I'm just one of them guys, but um, you know, them guys have been a big help. You know, throughout my career, him, DJ Williams, John Vilma, Beeson, all them guys. You know, uh, Dan Morgan, all them guys. I can call them guys right now, and they give me advice on whatever I need to do. And um, you know, they they've been great mentors. You know, throughout this process. Did you have a favorite team growing up, NFL team? Nah, I'm not really wasn't the NFL. Like, oh, that's my team. You had guys, though, players that you were fans of. Yeah, I, was, I had, you know, of course, Ray Lewis. Um, I was a big, um, what's his name? I was a big um, the Damian Thompson fan. I was a big, um, I had a lot of guys that I was, you know, as a kid, you know, you see all these guys. You know, I, you know back then I wanted to be a running back. I wanted to be a running back when I was younger. I played running back for a while. But um, I had, I had some, some guys that I was, you know, I was, I was, you know, looking at and, you know, I was uh, interested in and I, I liked. You know, you brought up Edge earlier and I think back to the Super Bowl when it was here and I know he was supposed to have that, uh, that stripper bowl thing. Did you uh, happen to swing by that he party? He did have it, man. I think they, they made a lot of money in this. That's what I be talking about. He know how to make a lot of money, though. You know, he, he put things in place and I think he got a vision for that. But now nah, I was in Arizona. I was going to fly back and I said, you know what? I'm gonna be responsible because I can't. I, I don't need to be. I don't need to be in Miami at that time. Everybody was calling me, man. I'm like, I was looking at flights. I'm like, you know what? Let me go and sit down and train. You know, that's God telling me go and sit down and do what I gotta do, man. Yeah, I I gotta imagine that was tough because you you, you yeah. look like a guy who enjoys a good party. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy a party. I know how to do it responsibly, but you know, I definitely was on everybody's Instagram looking, and you know, I'm, I'm on everybody's page. I was, I was everybody's face. I'm looking and trying to see what's going on. By the way, can't let you go without getting a, a Manny Diaz story out of you because <laughs> I've se- we've all seen this guy go from, from basically an assistant coach to coordinator to now he's the man in charge. And, you know, fans on the outside are always going to be critical. At times I've been critical. I, you know, I, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. You see the program struggle with six or seven games and, you know, the head coach always gets the heat. But Give me in your own words, Mike, why you think uh, Manny Diaz is going to be successful at this. And maybe you give us a good Manny Diaz story, man, just something behind the scenes because you played for that guy for four years. I'm going to tell you, man, he's one of the best adjustment coaches I ever had. You know, um, he's a thinker, and I, and I think that's, that's why he's so good at it. But um, the way he just goes about calling the game, man, it, it just is he – know, he just knows what things going to happen. I feel like, you know, something like a team will hit us with something, man, and they'll be beating us on, and he just will draw up something here. He's just an adjustment guy, so that's why I feel like I feel like it's you know this is the first this is like the first quarter of his career, man, and I feel like that second quarter he's gonna come out blazing, man. And I feel like this offseason he's been making adjustments, he's been getting things done, 
you know, within his team that he need to get done. And, um, you know, he's sticking to the script. You know, most guys kind of go all over the board. I mean, he's still sticking to the plan. And um, everybody's bought in. Once everybody gets bought in in that, in that locker room, Vern, and, and, and that, um, you know, the staff, I feel like um, he got one hell of a staff. He got one hell of a roster, man. So it's going to be exciting to see and see yeah. what uh, we can do. I'm rooting for him. Is Manny the kind of coach who jumps on you when you make a mistake? Does he yell? Is he screamer? Yeah, yeah. Is, he, is he more of a cool cat? Listen, man, we first – when I first met him, I say, listen, because he coached everybody. Like, you know, he 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 coaches you dictating on your, your personality. So he he just – certain guys, you know, if you're a guy that can't handle that and he understands that, he's not going to get on you too bad. But he understands that, you know, I, I kind of got this attitude about me that I'm not going to let too much phase me. So I'm like, he know he can – cuss me out, he could do whatever the case may be, and I'm not going to get too phased by it because, I mean, I've been getting cussed out since high school. Man, our high school coaches go hard, way harder than, than D.A.S. So I'm like, you know, but he definitely gets in the chest, and he's one of them guys. He just – I used to call – he used to be so energetic. I said, you got to take you a shot of Cuban coffee, huh? <laughs> That's what well, I we call see- Cuban coffee. That's what you call him, Cuban coffee? Yeah, we see Cuban coffee. You don't know I call him that, though. <laughs> he doesn't know. That's your nickname for yeah, him. Okay. Yeah. We've seen him jump up and celebrate with you guys on the sidelines after turnovers and so forth. But I guess most of the time now as a head coach, he's kind of dialed that back a little bit, it looks like. Like he's kind of a little different than he was as a coordinator. Did he change much when he made that switch in your eyes? I mean, he had to, man. You got to change. You know, when you're a D.C., man, you, it's the difference between being a D.C. and a head coach, man. When you're a D.C., you like, like you don't even really worry about what's going on in that offensive like, side of the ball, man. Like you can – you know, you can be ready for your defense. Like, okay, my defense ready to go. You know, I'm going to do my part, and whatever happens, happens. But now you're a head coach, and you got to be thinking about everything. You got to think about, okay, is he going to do this, his job? He's going to do whatever he got to do to make sure it's going to happen. The whole team, you know, so you got to change in a sense. And I told him, I said, you getting a little soft now, man. Me and Shaq said, man, you getting a little soft now. You ain't cussing, you ain't cussing them out how you used to cuss us out, man. I said, you cuss me. I said, you cussing me out, threatening me, send me home and all this. But now you ain't cussing them out. You letting them be just. I said, he being solid with him, but he I messed with him. But uh, he's still on top of his game, man. And um, I'm excited for him this upcoming year. Yeah. Mike, listen, uh, we're going to let you go. We've, we've had John for half an hour. I appreciate all the time you spent with us. But I got to get one last question in just, just, you know, as far as NFL teams. What do they need to know about Mike Pinckney and, and the type of player he is, the type of player he's going to be in the NFL? Uh, I feel like, you know, you're getting a guy that's really work and do whatever I got to do to make sure my team is successful. And, um, you know, these last two years you've been seeing, a, you know, you've been seeing a, a not even a full 100% healthy Mike Penny. So I feel like, um, you know, down the line, once I, I recover from this surgery, man, you're going to get an all-around guy, man. I can do whatever you need me to do. And I'm ready to just go compete, man. I'm ready to show what I can do on a big stage and I'm excited for it. Well, Mike, we're uh, we're going to be rooting for you, man, and uh, definitely following your career as you go forward. And make sure you don't forget about the little guys like me, you know, uh, along the come way. On, when, I, when, I, when I come and I see you in the locker room, you give me a what's up at the very least. <laughs> come on, don't do me like that, man. Soon as my agent hit me up and she was like, man, hey, she like, you know, Kane, what, you know, I've been trying, all people trying, people trying to do a podcast. And I'm like, listen, once I seen y'all now, I got to do that podcast, man. You know, the boys been there the whole time. So I appreciate y'all, you know, always keeping it real with us and, Definitely writing great stories on it. All right, Michael, I appreciate it, man. Surge, surge, the new Miami, the new Miami, the new Miami. Surge, surge.